It's us against the world, the Halo fans against everybody else. We know this team the best, and it's time that we started focusing on that. And we're going to explain what we mean. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. We're available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB to get $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, Guaranteed. Thanks for being here for the number one daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, Locked On Angels. You've got the Fresh Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. You've got lifelong fans of this team guiding you through the ups and downs of all of Halo-dom, if that's a word. <laughs> Halo-dom. I can make that a word. <laughs> and we're here Monday through Friday for you every single week with post-game recaps, the latest news, the latest insights, we'll share that all with you. We're beginning our second season here at Locked On Angels, which is very exciting. And we're going to be talking about the Rendon suspension and the fallout from that, what happened yesterday. And we're going to talk about why Dylan Hernandez isn't cool and Sam Blum is very cool. But first, Mike, <laughs> we need to talk about the game one of Angels versus Mariners, Seattle loses to our halos yeah we won this game seven to three johnny and the offense continues to roll shohei otani hits a two-run home run his second home run in his many games and his second home run this year mm -hmm. and then mr april taylor ward hit a two-run <laughs> home run and his second home run and what i loved about this home run john is it was add-on runs Something that didn't happen too often last season right. is happening pretty often this season. We are continuing to score runs and continuing to make sure that the lead is solidified. And how about Michael Nelson Trout? He was on base five times, five Johnny, times. and looked fantastic. He had three walks. He was got a hit, was hit by a pitch. And I, I, I felt like the crowd when he got hit by the pitch, there was kind of like the Oh, what's going to happen? But that was last year, and it was just a mistake, right? No, but we're doing I, it again. Oh, we're going to just we're going to yeah. throw down Jesse we're Winker's not on the team anymore, is he? I, I well, don't think he, he can do he's that. not pitching, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then how about Louis Renhifo, Johnny? How Two about Louis guys, A big walk before Ward's home run. He's got five walks already this season, and he really struggled last year with getting on base via the walk. But so far, so good, and. What I loved about Renhifo is he wasn't supposed to be in the game because Rendon was going to play and they were going to have Urshela and Drury. But then he was put in the lineup because of Rendon's Thank suspension. Yeah. And he helped that bottom of the lineup. And that bottom of the lineup looked fantastic, which was such a difference compared mm -hmm. to last season. Yeah, Gio Urshela did struggle in this game, which was the first time he has so far this season in the four games that we've played. Yeah, could but have been 10-3, right? <laughs> he flashed the leather man over at third base a couple of times, so he defensively was a lock for keeping it close for us, so that was great to see. Mike, it was Reed Detmers against George Kirby, who I yeah. like to refer to as Ricky Bobby because he's got two first names. Uh, Reed Detmers, four <laughs> and two-thirds innings, four hits, three runs, two of them earned and three walks and seven strikeouts. Good velocity. The stuff was was fantastic. Yeah. Whipping in that slider, that curveball, 
getting a ton of strikeouts looking on that curveball just because right. of the way it went from the outside of the zone into the zone. Fastball was up two miles an hour. Slider was up four miles an hour. The curve was up two miles an hour and the change up nearly two more miles an hour. He did struggle with the command a little bit with the three walks. Didn't have a few, good break on a few of his pitches, but this tweet came from Locked On Angels legend Brent McGuire. Said, "Wonder if there will be an adjustment period for him to use the to get used to throwing this hard uh, with the different shape of his pitches." So that is something to consider. He's figuring it out along the way, right? So that's a that's something that we need to watch out for with Reed Detmers. He did get pulled with two outs in the fourth, so he did go four and two thirds. And Ryan Tapera came in, and we all held our collective breath, right? Yeah, I'm holding my breath right now. <laughs> <laughs> he got the out. I got to yeah. give him credit. It was more Tapera and less Taparable, as I uh, tweeted out there. And then <laughs> Matt Moore to Jimmy Herget to Jose Quijada to Carlos Estevez. So we were wondering if he was going to come in after the long outing against Oakland on Sunday, but he yep. was able to pull it off. The Angels win 7-3. to three. That's three in a row for our Halos. They are now 3-1. and one. And the Mariners are what? What's that? One and four. One and, one four. and four. Mariners. Oh the my Mariners. goodness! That's a shame. Johnny, I thought I they were America's. I thought they were America's team. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah, that's for, who they were. For everybody in Seattle, I made a bet with a friend who, uh-huh. uh, my chiropractor, actually. Mm. Um, I made a bet, and we bet that uh, if the Angels win this series, he's going to wear an Angel jersey. And if the Mariners win, I wear a Mariners jersey. Ooh. And so right now I'm up one nothing, which I'm really excited about. And I'm going to yeah. be really nice to him because he is my chiropractor and he's done a great job. So he can not going to be not going to be mean. <laughs> and I don't want him to hurt me. Right. We've got Jose Suarez versus Luis Castillo tonight. It'll be interesting to see Jose Suarez on the mound. But I got to say, we had two young pitchers with bright futures ahead of them. But the Angels got to George Kirby, Mike. They had what, nine hits total off Ten of him? Hits off Ten of him. hits. Okay, yeah. 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 And Shohei Otani, of course, taught him a lesson. You don't miss to Shohei Otani. No. He hit that long and far and out of there, which was awesome to see. Johnny, remember we talked about Marcus Timms being the hitting coach, and one of the things yeah. that he wanted to instill into these hitters is a philosophy of attack, 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 mm-hmm. attack. Did you feel that last night? I With felt Taylor that. Ward, I certainly did. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like these guys were ready to go. And Taylor Ward, uh, I loved on the uh, on the TV side, uh, Gooby had said that his approach, Taylor Ward's approach, was to just swing at strikes mm-hmm. and not just sit there and try to draw a walk or get his pitch, but swing at strikes. And you're seeing all the guys doing that really, really well. Brandon Drury went oppo twice yeah, and got two hits. That finally had a great game. Uh, yeah. in his first great game as an angel so that uh, that bottom of the order is is coming around yep. and it's not going to look anything like it did last season when it was a black hole from seven to nine right and it felt so good john to have depth i know that rendon yes. we're going to talk about his suspension here coming up but I, I i loved i loved seeing the depth in there because i'm thinking about last season's team it would mm-hmm. have been a jack mayfield and a jose rojas in mm-hmm. there and we would have really struggled and in fact jeff fletcher tweeted out when the seven eight nine guys came up he said typically this would be a strikeout strikeout pop out but ren really changed the game for them and then with Drury getting on and man we if like I said if Urshela got a couple of hits probably would have been 10 to 3 but right uh, this was his first real bad game with us but it's great to see the depth it's great to see the length in that lineup and I love that the philosophy of Marcus Timms is actually coming to fruition you're starting to see these guys go up there and swing and swing away and and they're looking for strikes and they're hitting those strikes David Fletcher came in as a defensive replacement yeah and struck out yeah Mike he was swinging at junk right 
I, I think that the lack of playing time might be getting to him because mm. in the in the little bit that we've seen of him, he's not looked great against teams that he's typically great against. Yeah. But that's why he's off the bench, Mike. They they filled up this roster with depth and and he's a great defensive replacement. You and I had high hopes for him. Hopefully he can figure it out yeah. and turn it around. But uh yeah, he's gonna have some uh things to figure out if he wants to have a place in the lineup. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, it's us against the world. So hold on to your butts and you'll find <laughs> out what we're talking about here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you by the GameTime app. Buying tickets for your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. And with the GameTime app, you can buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters. And it's fast and it's easy. This app offers great deals on last-minute tickets and guarantees their best price. On the GameTime app, you can buy tickets within a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. You can see the images of where you're going to be sitting before you buy. That way you can know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And you can discover the lowest price guaranteed and even get cancellation protection, which is great. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you're not having to dig through your email. And you can grab the tickets without the stress with the GameTime app. So download the GameTime app right now. You can create an account and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB to get $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code Locked on MLB for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We want to thank you for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. We're going to be continuing our conversation about our Halos today regarding Anthony Rendon and the news that came down yesterday. Originally, he was suspended for five games. Yep. Apparently, there was a. Uh, a text exchange and it went down to four because it felt like it was that fast. Right. right and it was like, right. Hey, how about four? Okay. So that's what happened. <laughs> but here's the official announcement from MLB, uh, from the office of the commissioner, Mr. Rob Manfred himself, <laughs> angels, third baseman Rendon disciplined says angels, third baseman, Anthony Rendon has received a five game suspension and an undisclosed fine for his actions involving a fan. Uh, last Thursday, when the club played the Oakland Athletics, Michael Hill, MLB's senior vice president for on-field operations, made the announcement. Unless appealed, the suspension is scheduled to begin tonight, which was last night, when the Angels open a road series versus the Mariners at T-Mobile Park. If Rendon elects to appeal, then the discipline will be held in abeyance until the process is complete. So that was the official note. But, Mike, then we got more news. Yeah, so Rendon actually has a conversation with the media and he talked about what he talked about with this fan that he had yeah, an interaction spoke. with. They actually spoke to each other. Jeff Fletcher tweeted that Rendon said he talked to the fan today on the phone and they apologized to each other. And then there was this uh, other little nugget that came from Sam Blum. Uh, Rendon said, I let my emotions get the best of me. He also said that uh, he gets it. He understands why fans are the way that they are. He says, I go to sporting events too, and I like to heckle all the players when I'm there. And then Phil Nevin actually made a comment on this situation. He says, this doesn't change uh, how I feel at all about the person as a human being. And he's a great leader on our team. 
and he's accepted responsibility and a good leader does that and a good person does that. And so uh, the Angels are going to play with a 25-man roster for the next four games instead of a 26-man Old roster. school. And so, yeah, like it's kind of probably going to be easy for them to do that because <laughs> Phil Nevins m- managed in that and played in that. Johnny, here's the question, though. Uh, did Rendon do the right thing here? Hmm. I think the answer is yes, but does this put this issue to bed and do you think that there should be any consequences for the fan i am glad that anthony rendon and this fan spoke seems like they put it behind them i'm glad that they both apologized hopefully this man recognized where he was in the wrong as well but mike let me tell you what i'm gonna do okay next time the mariners come to town i'm gonna buy a ticket on the visitor side and sit right behind the dugout and i'm gonna use all the obscenities and classless language, and I'm going to yell at Julio Rodriguez, and I'm going to lean my body over the railing to incite him and get him to grab my jersey so that he gets suspended and can't play against us. Does that sound like a good plan? That's what I'm going to do next time they come into town. Because that's what happened here. This is the ridiculous (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Five games for this incident. When Amir Garrett got three games for throwing water on a fan, and Rendon gets five, we saw Miles Straw get into it with fans, uh, and, and they were throwing stuff, but it was just ridiculous. But the fact is, we're like five games yeah five games and, yeah. and fortunately they got it down to four i would i was assuming three at the most yeah two one but good grief man especially with how things shook out and how they spoke and apologized to each other i get that he can't put hands on a fan and that should never happen we've t- talked about this already on yesterday's episode but if this is what fans are allowed to do and mm. heckle and mm. say language like that and incite somebody to, to where someone says I'm gonna I got the emotions got the best of me I mean yeah because you're a human being you messed up but the fact is what's to stop any other fan from doing anything like this what's to stop from them from leaning over the railing like this could happen in any MLB stadium to any player and so I think it just kind of sets a ridiculous precedent but those are my thoughts yeah you know players have to um, play at a high level and they have to behave at a high level right and they're expected to be professional and they're expected to be humble and they're expected not to say anything back and when they do they're always going to be looked at in the wrong and that's mm-hmm. just the it's just the way it is right mm-hmm. some things will never change that's just the way it is all right um sorry you're the singer in the family don't get us uh don't get us uh demonetized impeccable singing here's the here's the reality is that they're really isn't a win for Rendon here. And so I think that's no. why he did jump on the phone. I think that's why he did talk to this fan. And I think that that actually is probably the reason why it went from five games to four games, mm-hmm. simply because he did do the right thing and took those steps. Quite honestly, this isn't going to be the last time that a fan is going to be obnoxious. This is the saying. last time a fan's not going to be drunk and yelling and screaming and doing all the things that a fan will do. This is why I really think that it's important for us as angel fans to behave ourselves. Like we can boo and we can yell things and we can be upset about if the angels aren't playing well or upset with the other team, if they're playing really well. Right. But the reality is, is that we have, to have a standard for ourselves. And when you go to Angel Stadium, there always is that right before the game, they talk about how fans should behave themselves and Mm -hmm. fans should talk to each other and should talk to the players on the field. But 
the truth is, is I think honestly, things like this is going to cause more of a gap between the fans and the players. It's already really difficult to get autographs unless you get there early and you run down and you talk to the players. Mm-hmm. You can't really see them before or after the games because they're always kind of involved in stuff. Spring training is great because you can interact. But I yes. think if stuff like this happens, more of the baseball fans are going to pull away. Uh, yeah. More of, I'm sorry, more of the baseball players will pull away players. from the fans right. because – this is not something that they want to have to face. This is not something they want to have to deal with. And so uh, good on Rendon for doing what was necessary. He was in the wrong for grabbing the jersey. However, I do think that there should be some sort of consequence. If Rendon can't be there for four games, then I think that this guy can't be there for four games. Like that would just make sense to me or make it two games for him. But there has to be some sort of consequence because he was relentless and he was actually going to go in for more until Rendon grabbed him by the jersey. Here's the thing. Can we all just learn how to play the game of heckling? The fact is, Anthony Rendon said to the media, he's like, I like chirping with the fans. When I'm on the in the on-deck circle and there's fans talking to me, I, I give it back to them and I play the game. I know how to do it. And, and grown adults don't know how to play the heckling game. Yeah. Like, what's with using language, like insulting language at somebody? You can say, hey, you suck. Hey, nice swing and a miss. Like it's that's part of the lexicon of baseball, right? right. You don't just call go out and call people names and stuff like that. Let me let me say when when it comes to like back and forth stuff, there are fans who get it and and baseball fans who don't. I made a joke about the patch on the Astros jersey and when they announced their sponsorship patch. Right. Right. And I put a garbage can. I said, "Oh, look at waste management is sponsoring the Astros." And I think it was Astros in the UK or UK Astros fan on Twitter responded to me and said, yeah, and if you look inside, it's the Angels' last eight seasons. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was, that was great. That was good, and I deserved every zinger that came along with that because yep. it was phenomenal. Yep. He didn't insult me. He didn't bring up issues with the Angels. He didn't call anybody names. Right. He didn't call me names, right? right. I I applaud him and I did give him credit. I said, all right, yeah, you got me on that one. (laughs) Can we play the game like that? Can we, like, insults are so, like, lowbrow and caveman and, like, people are operating on a much higher level when you can be clever and creative. And so if you're going to insult Rendon, don't use B words and F words. Be a little bit more clever, like, (laughs) in in the way that you insult players or, or heckle. There's just... No reason to just have name calling. Be more clever. Be more smart. Be more smart. That's not a great line. I'm talking about smart. Be smarter. Thank you. Yeah. Can we just be smarter about this when you go to games and heckle people? Don't reduce yourself to the lowest common denominator when it comes to heckling. Today's show is brought to you by the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM game. This is one of the best games that I've played in a really long time. I always thought I could be a Major League GM, and it turns out it's not that easy. And if you've ever dreamt about being a Major League GM, then download this game right now, the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM game. It allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise, playing through the seasons and leading your franchise and your fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing the team finances, scouting and drafting players, managed through difficult personalities and injuries, and navigating your franchise through free agencies, all the ups and downs of every single season. It's in a challenging and realistic game world. The Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go, 
wherever you want, whenever you want. And Locked On Angel listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you download this game and use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So you can download it in a couple of ways. Visit their website, probaseballgm.com. You can scan the code that's on the YouTube page, our YouTube show right now. Or you can look it up in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com. The ultimate pro baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Mike. Are you ready? I'm holding on. It's holding my us. <laughs> it's us against the world. Here we go. Mike and I don't need to remind you that the national media doesn't know what we know about this Halo team. Right. We know that we have good pitching. We know that we needed depth in order to avoid issues like not having Anthony Rendon at third. Right. And not resorting to less than AAA guys to come up and and fill in. And it's obvious to me and to Mike and to you that they're looking for clickbait. Yep. They are not interested in telling the full story of the angels. They're simply dropping little clickbait articles so that we interact and they get a rise out of us. And so me personally, I've had enough. And like I said, at the end of yesterday's show, they've created a monster out of me (laughs) and I am going to be relentless i am going to be absurd i am going to be ridiculous and i don't care i don't care anymore yeah. i'm not going to insult anybody right. but i don't care anymore i'm going to i'm going to trash the teams that deserve to be trashed i'm going to trash the takes that deserve to be trashed and that's how it's going to be for mr john frisch in 2023 john Mike, you, got a, tell- you, got, you got a ton of uh support in the youtube comments i on, did on thank the show you yesterday thank as you, well YouTube. so <laughs> mike tell us where this all started really well it started nationally but it has trickled down now to some of the local media members so yeah. D- dylan hernandez is uh, enemy number one for a lot of angel <laughs> fans they have gone after him but rightly so uh he's from the la times he has not been kind to the angels so here's an example of what we mean on opening day he said this the Angels still might not be good, but Shohei Otani could be a 300 hitter this season, thanks in part to baseball shift. Now, honestly, that's allowed because that's- games haven't been played yet, and that was fine. Like he could have; he, he, those comments are accurate because we haven't been good, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was a, a reasonable take. Yes, in the sense that they lost Game One to the A's. Shohei had a great game, and yes, he is benefiting from the shift. Yes, but then what yeah, happened? But then. <laughs> He, he has this, there's this interaction that Rendon has with the fan, this altercation, right? Mm-hmm. And then Dylan Hernandez tweets, Rendon is an idiot. Hmm. Huh. So, so he's, as guilty as the, he's as guilty as the guy in the stands <laughs> right. at, the, at the Colossal Waste. I mean, the Coliseum. On, uh, <laughs> right. So, so we're going to name call. We're going we're gonna to dismiss and, and disregard people's value and humanity. Right. He's, he's now not, a, he's not participating in journalism. He's participating in opinionism, right? right. And, and that's, that's a problem because he, he is now not reporting on the news. He's just giving us what he thinks and it's what he feels. Editorialism, right? Absolutely. And, and that's not what this is supposed to be. Absolutely. So uh, his, his last article after two great wins before the Angels beat the Mariners last night. The one in four uh, Mariners? Yeah. He, uh, one, in, one in four? One in five now? One in four? Whatever one they are. Uh, they're, they're terrible. Uh, we had great pitching, great hitting. Dylan tweets this. Two wins over the bad news A's doesn't tell us anything about the Angels. 
the upcoming 49 game stretch will tell us all that we need to know. The, yeah. the remaining 159 games will tell us all we need to know about the angels. Wow. What a brilliant tweet, right? Like that. I mean, it's stuff like that, that just gets under my skin because one, as I mentioned, he moved into editorializing and sharing his opinion rather than reporting on the and news. name calling and name calling is the, is the biggest issue. Second, the the A's to be dismissed as a team, like they're not supposed to be good this year. But wasn't it the A's that won against the Guardians last night? They John? didn't win. It went into extras, but it was uh, twelve to eleven was the final. They score. They gave them a so, good run, right? Yeah, I mean, the like, AL AL Central winning uh, Guardians from last season. Yes, yeah. you're you are correct, Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> I just I just think like there's there's an example in the media right now that's looking for any sort of crack or any sort of weak link to just dismiss and disregard the angels. And John, this is why we want to rely on some of our local guys like Rhett Bollinger and Jeff Fletcher and uh, Sam Blum, right? And Mm -hmm. then yesterday, Sam Blum tweets out something that kind of made our jaws drop. So why don't you share that? He tweeted, I was informed by AM830, the Angels team owned radio network that I'm no longer welcome back for their beat reporter roundtable program because I bring negativity to an upbeat show. I was told the decision was made by team president, John Carpino. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I strive to be fair in my coverage. Sometimes that means being critical. Sometimes that means highlighting good things that people uh, and people in the organization. I have countless examples of both over two years on the beat. Now, what I loved was what happened after. Yeah. Jeff Fletcher said, well, you know what? I also told them that I'm not going to participate. Yep. And Rhett Bollinger also tweeted that he's not going to participate. So right. now the Angels won't have a beat writer roundtable because they try to cover up negativity around this team. That's why we call it state-run yeah. media, Yeah. right? You're not going to get fair takes there. You're not going to get reasonable takes. And don't get me wrong. I understand that not everyone is a fan of Sam. You and I are fans of Sam. Yeah. And there is a critical negative bent to some of the things that he says. Sure. But there's a lot of things worth being critical about the team, especially over the last eight years, especially the two years that Sam's been here. Absolutely. There's a lot of reason to be negative. Now, everybody says you and I skew positive, even though, you know, I told people I'm turning bright red here going off on... (laughs) on you know bullpen decisions it's all, pretend. It's all a show john's yeah, really a no negative kidding. guy <laughs> so but this is what drives me crazy mike we get garbage takes from a blogger and non-reporter and dylan hernandez right yeah. and yet the halos at the behest of john carpino have sam blum removed because he's too negative to because the team hasn't done a positive thing in nine years because right. he's not He's not on there hamming it up with Roger Lodge and John right. Stamos and everybody like like good grief. It's not full house when it comes to the Angels. We're not all singing everywhere you look and playing right. guitars and right. kumbayaing because there's a lot to be upset over this team or about this team about, right? And and so just because somebody brings a perspective that doesn't line up with your upbeat show, yeah. that says <laughs> That's just ridiculous. And you know, it just goes to show what they're trying to do. One of the best, one of the best shows we've had was when we had Sam Blum on this show. Yeah, because yeah. it was, it was, it cut through all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like state-run media. It wasn't somebody saying, you know, when Artie was not going to sell the team, going, "Well, listen, I know that you've been frustrated with the last nine years because of the play on the field." That wasn't it. It that was, wasn't it. It was deeper than that. That was yes. a part of it, but it was deeper than that. And what I love about Sam is that Sam 
acknowledge that. Sam knew that. Mm -hmm. Sam has been kind of the voice for frustrated Angel fans. Mm -hmm. He's not leaning negative to be negative. And the Sam that we know, he's somebody that actually is just reporting the facts. He's trying Mm -hmm. to be unbiased. You and I are going to lean more positive because we're a bit biased. We've been fans for a We've long time. Yes. Sam's not a fan of this team. Right. And that that's really what... And neither is Jeff and neither is Rhett. And that's really what the Angels have hired is they've hired fans of this team and it becomes hard to be like unbiased about this and objective team and objective. Yeah. Right. But to remove him completely because it's an upbeat show and you've been negative that, that just seems silly. And it seems like a classic John Carpino move. Well, you're, you're going to call Sam negative. Well, you just got a whole bunch of negative press because right. you, you did this and people are laughing. John, I don't think John cares. Decision. I don't think Carpino cares. No. I don't think he cares about any of that they're stuff. They're cashing their checks. Exactly. I think it's bottom line for him. And that's the problem. I think that can I, can I go out on the limb and say, Artie's done well for himself by talking to the national media and local media, even though there were some frustrating things when we heard him speak and him, him saying that Otani's a top five player, not the top player, which was ridiculous and stupid, but he has at least done well to at least try to change the narrative around him. And it's bonehead moves like this from John Carpino, who is probably a brilliant guy. He probably knows business, but apparently he doesn't know like, like publicity because this is just silly. What did he think that Sam Blum was going to do? Oh, yeah. okay. Thank All you right. for that. I'm not going to talk about it. Of course he's going to talk about it. Mike, let me, let me pivot a little bit to a different subject okay. and that's talking baseball and the whole John boy media crew. Now, Trevor Plouffe does a pretty good job of understanding what's going on with the angels and giving them, you know, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the moves that they made in the off season and tons of people listen to Talking Baseball. It's the number one podcast in baseball on the Apple charts constantly. But the, here's where I draw the line in, and this is what I have an issue with. The fact that when they were discussing the Angels offseason moves, John Boy says, oh, I give him an F because Artie didn't sell the team. Mm. That's your reasoning. And don't get me wrong. That was very frustrating right. to see Artie didn't sell the team. Right. But you give nothing of benefit to fans of baseball and you don't tell them anything that's going on with the angels because of Artie Marino deciding not to sell the team. People look to talk in baseball for informative takes and they're not going to get them, especially with the angels. And that's why it's us against the world. And another example I'll have is last night you had all these highlights of different people hitting home runs and things like that. Like Evan Longoria hits a home run for the diamondbacks and Talk and John Boy Media posts, Evan Longoria hits a home run. And then they post, Taylor Ward <laughs> on some runs for the Halos. Yes. No yes. exclamation point. Yeah. I feel like Elaine in Seinfeld with right. exclamation points. And it was cropped so you couldn't even see the score of the game that the Angels were ahead because we were beating up on America's team. And the reason why they're upset is because they all like the Mariners there. And it's just ridiculous, and it just goes to show the bias against the Angels. So I'm here to say that if you want informed, reasonable takes, you know where to find us. We're here Monday through Friday. We're not going to rah-rah when there's nothing to rah-rah about. We're not going to poo-poo on things when things are great. We're going to give you our honest takes. And yes, there is a fan bent. There is a little bit of fan bias. But Mike and I do our best to be reasonable. I, I hope that we've proved that, especially given the recent news around the angels and, and, and everything that's gone down in this off season and prior to that. So I hope that everyone who's watching and listening can trust us to give you the angels insight that you need. It's us against the world. 
And that's our attitude in 2023. And that's why you should make Locked On Angels your first listen every day. And now for your second listen, check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Our friends Matt and Dom are sharing some of the best strategies for fantasy baseball. And you can find their podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And they're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to get real good over on Twitter at Locked on Angels and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And that's because we're not holding back. It's us against the world. And we're going to call a spade a spade. And when people trash our halos, we're going to tell them why they're wrong. We're going to give it right back to them. So please give us a follow on social media. We'd love for you to uh, be on our side and join us (laughs) against the world. Mike, what do we have on deck? for tomorrow's show. John, I'm really oh happy with Ohapi. I love hey. what I'm seeing so far. I know he struggled in last night's game, but he is somebody that really has been impressive the first few games. So we're going to compare him to previous guys like Benji Molina and Mike Napoli. And then we're going to ask a really important question. And I don't want your answer right now. I want it on tomorrow's show. Okay. Are we glad that we traded Brandon Marsh? Ooh. Are we glad? Are we Ooh. excited because we have Ohapi? We'll talk all about that tomorrow on Locked on Angels. And don't forget, we'll be covering game two against the Mariners, Seattle, Lowell, and hopefully we taste more Mariners tears. It's not raining in the PNW. That's just crying Mariners fans. Thanks for being here with us. Until next time, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We'll see you right back here for more Locked on Angels tomorrow.